Investing made easy and cool. Because one thing I can assure you that along your trading journey, you are going to experience losses. And the biggest thing when it comes to trading is the psychological impact of how you respond to a position going against you. For me, over the years, that's been the biggest, biggest challenge. Psychologically, you know, when you see this thing going down 3, 4, 5, 10% quickly, how do you respond? Do you panic? Do you stay calm? Do you justify it? Do you add to your position? Do you understand the risks? Do you Can you quantify it, etc.? These are things that you need to think about. Welcome to Easy Does It, a podcast by Easy Equities, where we simplify money and investing. No jargon, no complications. Your cool guide to investing. Easy. Welcome to the Easy Does It Podcast, your cool guide to investing. My name is DJ At Large and we're into part two of our discussion with Nalan, head of trading at GT247.com. We are untangling saving, investing and trading. So we've got two more myths uh, and misconceptions around investing, saving and trading. And I think these ones relate more to the trading aspect of it, right? So you need specialized software and expertise to become a trader. You, you're 100% right again. You know, this, is, this doesn't really apply to, in, to investments. When you're talking about investments, it's, it's critical for you to understand the products you're buying. You know, you're buying a five-year product. What does it mean? You know, what are they offering you and what are you paying for it? So let's park that on the investment side. But on the on the trading side, you would have come across a debate that has been around for as long as I've been in the markets, and I'm not going to tell you how long that is because it's going to show my age. <laughs> There's a firm debate as to whether somebody following technical analysis is a better trader than somebody following fundamental analysis. And for the listeners, let's just unpack that a little bit. Technical analysis is simply the use of charts and technical studies visually that give you insight as to whether you should be buying, what you should be buying, when you should be buying it. Fundamentals are looking at more macro-themed approaches. So, for example, there's demand coming for electric vehicles. Okay, well, who are the battery manufacturers? And what raw materials go into batteries? And let's look at those commodities. That's a very different discussion. You know, and that's a fundamental discussion, right? So you'll often come across those two camps when it comes to traders specifically. And for that, you... You know, if you are using technicals, uh, personally, I believe that you need to apply a blend of two. Fundamentals to tell you what to trade, but technicals to tell you when to trade it. So to help you with the timing. Depending on how in-depth you want to go technically, you would need specialized software, charting software that, you know, has all the studies that you require to, to come to some kind of conclusion there and to assist you with those decisions, yeah. The last one is trading is a quick way to become rich. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's, there's, a, there's a saying. I mean, how do you how do you end up with a lot, a lot of money in a trading account? Start with a larger amount, <laughs> <laughs> which I think answers it. Really, really answers it. <laughs> so it's a it is a quick way, but it's also it's also a quick way to lose money. You know, so these things these things definitely work in tandem. You can be wrong as easily as you can be right. Always, 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 you know, understand the risks that you face when you decide to trade, you know, and understand, understand the products. Like, oh, I'll be talking to people sometimes and they'll know, you know, we trade currencies and I'll say, okay, well, what's the latest unemployment or GDP numbers across the Eurozone because you're trading the Euro against another country and they don't know. And I was like, but how? How do you not know? You know, this is, 
this is like critical stuff that you should be doing. It's like trading Sasol, but not knowing that Sasol is closely aligned with the price of oil, for example. So you've got to understand those relationships. So yeah, understand the risks that exist. It can be a quick way to make money, but it can also be a quick way to lose money. To lose money as well. Lilan, thank you for, for <laughs> running through these six misconceptions for us. You know, earlier on, you, you mentioned something about saving and how, you know, in South Africa, it's it's well documented that a lot of people are not going to retire with anything. And, and if they do have something that they're retiring with, it's going to be very little money. How do we begin to encourage South Africans in general to start saving? Uh, and perhaps maybe you can even talk about some of the saving hacks that you're using with your kids now, where, where you're trying to get them into that spirit uh, uh, of, of, of saving. Yes, in, indeed. Um, so, you know, it's psychologically, it's a challenge putting money away that you, you know you're not going to see and that you don't see and that you, on an investment landscape, often don't have access to. And so that's that's a difficult thing. The first thing to to address, which is in part what what we have tried to address, is let's just break down the barriers that have stopped people historically. Let's remove the excuses and the reasons for people not wanting to do it. And then we can we can you know that levels the field, and then we can start from there to to understand what the true reasons are why people don't do it. Um, so naturally, you know the the, the costs were an issue. Um, access was an issue and we've dealt with all of that right so as you would know that you know um, on our platform there are no minimums there are no monthly fees none of that stuff and that, the, the entire reasoning behind that is to say please start thinking about your future that's what you need to start doing so it starts there it starts with that mindset change the the next step from there is right now savings is basically what you do or how people react at the end of all the expenses. So you get your salary, you go through all your deductions and spending, and then what you have left is what you think about how much of that portion you're gonna save. And I would say flip that on its head. Put savings right on top. So savings is the first, the first deduction from your earnings, and then live below that. And you know, that's not gonna change where you are or, or what you're worth today or tomorrow. But it certainly will, because this is a generational discussion that we're having now, right? Um, the, the problem doesn't start with this generation. It's gotten worse with this generation, but it's existed previously. And so I think that's what we've got to do. I think we've got to, I think we've got to flip that on its head. And I think that the first deduction needs to be towards saving and investing. And then we live within our means post that transaction. Um, and again, you know, it's, it's a difficult, unique situation that we face because you know, if it, if it becomes a question of whether it's food on the table versus an investment decision, naturally, you know, one is survival over the other. You know, that becomes a very difficult situation. And I think that in this country specifically, we do face that. But I think that said, what we do need to do is get the mentality right that savings, savings should not be an optional kind of last end of the list transaction. It, it has to change. The priority of it has to change. That's certainly something that I've done, you know, when you ask me, you know, what have I done? And, and, and this is something that I've employed, in fact, from the time I, from the time I started working. So it's done well for me. You know, my, my kids are young, as I mentioned, you know, and what I try and instill in them is it's difficult to explain to a seven-year-old kid that you can't <laughs> spend money, right? <laughs> that's, I promise you, that it's, 
they are so in tune with what's going on in the world. I mean, you know, my other one told me, oh, but it's it's easy. You just log on here and you can order it, and they'll deliver it. And I'm like, no, you don't. It's not that easy, you know. But uh, but often oftentimes what what I find myself having a discussion with them about is doing comparisons. So they want to spend three or four hundred rand on something, and I say, okay, well let's let's just break it down. Let's let's look at something that you really need versus something that you want. Let's understand that difference first. So, you know, that's a 10, 15 minute discussion to understand that. And once we, once we threw that with that, then it's, then it's a, a discussion around comparisons. Okay, so you want to spend 400 rand. What else does that 400 rand give you? Remember this, remember that. And, and then you start building this concept of value, you know, because if a mate at school got an iPhone, then my kids want an iPhone because it's, the right thing to be cool, right? <laughs> but uh, but they're not paying for the iPhone. And next year, when there's a new iPhone, they're gonna want the newer one because they're made. So it's about it's about instilling that that value in terms of what cash actually means. And I find there's a big gap there at the moment. Mm, it definitely it definitely makes sense. And I think you know the, the the only thing I would add to it is I think within the saving and investment space, the language has always been too complex, too difficult. And I think the language aspect is is quite important to simplify it, to make it as simple as possible, to make it relatable to people. And then I think the technology then starts to help where there's no minimum fees and so forth. And I think the other thing as well, because I'm just thinking about my own household, is just have yeah. open conversations about money because sometimes the secrecy Absolutely. of it stops the saving stops the investing stops the trade it stops everything money related and so you know within households people don't even want to talk about money which is such a weird thing for me no exactly and you know this this kind of taboo nature that uh, has taken over I mean, it's ridiculous and you'll find that the more you you employ these different tactics in your own household the more you'll grow as well so to give you an example, I mean, I, I find myself asking myself, so, uh, you, you know how it is, right? I mean, let's say you and I are having a discussion about the latest brand of clothing or shoe or sports shoe or whatever. Next thing, you log on to Facebook and there are ads everywhere about what you've just been discussing. How they find that out is, I, mean, I don't even want to go down that road. And then I'll sit here and I'll ask myself exactly what I ask my kids to do. Do you need it or do you want, want it? it? Yeah. And honestly, don't you don't don't get anybody else to answer it. You answer it for yourself because that's the only time you're going to be honest with yourself, right? And I was sitting, I was like, Neilan, come on, man, you don't, you don't. I mean, you got four others. What, what are you going to do, really? Uh, and so, uh, it's a very good question, actually. You should, uh, you should, we should all apply that more to our lives. To our lives. Do we want it or do we need it? Yeah. Uh, Neilan, <laughs> what advice do you have for people who would like to start um, their investment journey? Perhaps they're feeling a bit scared, a bit nervous they're feeling a bit overwhelmed you know what advice do you have for them and perhaps maybe you can share how you got into your own journey of investing i know it's pretty much tied to you know the type of work that you do but you also needed to start somewhere absolutely right and that that is the point just start that is the point take that leap and just start start by having an account at least that you've got a destination to separate you know this money into something else that's the first step right there and that is not difficult. You know, these days you can do that online in, in minutes. It's not a long, drawn-out process. You don't have to go and sit in queues in a, in a branch somewhere. Or you don't have to do any of that. You can do everything online, but just start. Create the environment that almost encourages you to behave differently. So the first point I would say, go and open an account somewhere. Go and open it. That's it. doesn't cost anything. Just go and start there. 
because that is the first step. The next step from there is once you got that account, then there's no, you'll find yourself making excuses not to do it, you know, and then your next pay slip, just initially you don't really have to worry about what you deploy the money into, just get the money into that account. So that it's a separately, it's segregated from your normal money. You don't see it in your bank account. That's going to tempt you to just swipe and spend and buy things that you don't need. It's out of the system, if you like, you know, it's out of sight kind of thing. So you have that, that money and then you can start investigating. And there are, there are instruments which are extremely low risk and low volatility, like uh, money market related instruments or interest related or tracking instruments. You can buy some of those ETFs. ETFs are a great way to start. I'm sure you've done a few podcasts on ETFs before. Uh, ETFs are a great way to start. And, and you know what ETFs do is they remove the decision making uh, process for you from deciding whether you buy an Anglos over a bulletin, for example. An ETF is a blend of multiple underlying listed instruments, you know, by some characteristics. So they'll they'll define that. And when you buy one share of this ETF, you potentially buy access to all the constituents of that product. So if you look at the Satrix 40, for example, you know, uh, I think there's 43 constituents there. You're buying, 40, you're buying exposure to 43 underlying constituents. You don't have to go and construct that. They've done that for you. And it's extremely cheap and it's efficient. And over time, you can start building that. And as your knowledge grows, because when you see that product grow for you, so let's say you've put in your first thousand and in two or three months time, it's worth a thousand one hundred, for example that's going to get you interested and keep you interested then you're going to you know you're going to start paying attention you're going to start reading more you're going to start understanding more and then you can start looking at branching out and looking at more nifty products and you know what other products you can look at and deploy more money to etc but the point is that you have to start a great way to start tfsa you know unless somebody tells me they prefer paying tax or they love paying tax, <laughs> then don't do TFSA. <laughs> to date, I've never met anybody that enjoys paying tax. So TFSA is a great way to start. I mean, you know, you get an annual limit. Currently, it's 36000 a year. And you, one should try and max that out before before doing anything. And the instruments within, within TFSA are specifically uh, chosen by National Treasury. And the reason they are chosen is because the, the risk profile of those instruments, instruments are, are much lower than... Uh, for example, buying a single share, you know, they're all ETFs, etc. in there. So, you know, the, the universe is already created for you. But that's that's 100% where you should start first. And I, and I love your steps. And, you know, the first step being just register, because I think once you register at uh, the first excuses out the way, because now it's there absolutely. and then you can start yeah. to build on it. So I absolutely love those steps. Nalan, I want to touch back on, on something else you mentioned earlier on. Um, you know, trading is always perceived to be easy, to be very lucrative. Uh, you know, what are some important considerations for those who are new to trading? Uh, and perhaps we can we can chat a bit about how how does one get started on G two two four seven dot com. So G two four seven dot com is is our derivatives trading offering, as as you know. Um, all the instruments listed on there have an element of of gearing and and margining. It is a sophisticated platform. We use a platform called MetaTrader 5, which is an international platform. The biggest thing I'm going to ask people who want to start, and as we said already, you know, it can be very lucrative, right? You have to understand and appreciate the risks that one faces when trading these instruments. So understand the instruments that you are trading. Understand what it is you're trading and understand how much they can move by and what that means. Start small. That's it. Start small. 
you know don't don't put in more money than you can afford to lose because one thing i can assure you that along along your trading journey you are going to experience losses and the biggest thing when it comes to trading is the psychological impact of how you respond to a position going against you for me over the years that's been the biggest biggest challenge psychologically you know when you see this thing going down three four five ten percent quickly how do you respond do you panic do you stay calm do you justify it do you add to your position do you understand the risks do you can you quantify it etc these are things that you need to think about Nilan, what would you say should be the key takeaways from our listeners in terms of saving investing and trading saving and investing please just start don't form part of the statistics that we have of this kind of, I mean this is you know we, this is a movement this is this is something that we need to change this is a behavioral thing this is a, g- a generational thing we have to install this in our kids and if we're not doing it for ourselves how do we get it right for them you know that's the only point i want to stress on from a saving and investing uh, investing perspective from a trading perspective make sure you do your homework make sure you understand the products that you are trading make sure that you understand the risks associated with those products and most platforms today including gt247 will offer you a demo platform access to a demo platform again it's for free it doesn't cost anything use it play around and understand what that means you know uh, in terms of the risks that you take oh fantastic nilan thank you for joining us on the easy does it podcast untangling saving investing trading sharing a little bit about yourself your family and how you guys are trying to untangle these three things thank you very much dj at large i hope your listeners have learned something and uh, yeah good luck and we'll chat to you soon thank you for pressing play on the easy does it podcast a big shout out to you for hanging out with us don't forget to subscribe we are on spotify and apple podcasts let us know what you think of this episode on twitter and insta our handle is at easy equities